Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 183 for the 23rd of year Mm -hmm. in a leap year. Once again, I am still in the process of getting my regular microphone fixed. So if the audio is not up to par today, I apologize in advance, but hopefully you can hear me clearly and there's not too much static in the background. So anyways, so today's topic, we are still in the middle of chapter 50. We're actually going to be finishing chapter 50 today. And what we're going to be talking about today is the idea of how sometimes the best way to love somebody is actually to hold back your your love. So what came to mind for me in really meditating upon this section today is actually a movie which my mother introduced me to called Stella Dallas. So those of you who are not familiar with the movie Stella Dallas, so in brief, the main idea of the movie is that there is this woman who is not a very refined woman. She really is not coming from a very high class kind of place. And she ends up having a daughter with a high class man. And basically their daughter is, she, she has, she loves her daughter so much and she tries to give everything she can to her daughter. But in spite of herself, the mother cannot change who she is as much as she tries. So she really is like, she's very vulgar. She has a lot of personality issues and things that like that, which soon become apparent to the mother that these personality flaws are really holding her daughter back from advancing in life. And the daughter really loves the mother. And this is really, you know, they they really do love each other. And there's a strong bond with them. But towards the end of the movie, what ends up happening is the mother actually realizes that the only way that her daughter is going to advance in life is if she detaches from the daughter. And she knows that that's never going to happen in a regular way. The daughter will never agree to detach from her and she won't ever accept that. So she actually pretends that she has doesn't want anything to do with the daughter. And she pretends that she totally doesn't want to be her mother anymore and she runs away when her real love is really true for her daughter. And it's actually very selfless and it's very heartbreaking. And the daughter does end up becoming successful and rising up in society and marrying this more well-to-do man and all of that. So... It's a really, really sad story. It's very tragic and everything. Why am I bringing this up in the context of the Tanya that we've been learning about? Well, so if you recall yesterday, and please go back and listen to the the episode if you haven't done that already, we were talking about this very intense type of love of God that is really different from all the other types of love that we've described so far in the sense that All the other types of love that we described up until now have been about coming towards God, have been about embracing God, 
and bringing God into our lives in this like very close kind of way versus the love that we've been describing and we started to describe yesterday is this much more passionate and fiery type of love that's so intense and so profound that it actually involves a person wanting to expire in the love and lose themselves entirely in their love to the point that they don't even want to be alive anymore. It's like a flame totally rising up, losing sight of the wick, losing sight of the of the uh, the firewood or whatever it is and just rising up and losing a total sense of self. We likened this to the idea of lovesickness. I talked about a story that I read in which a man literally became anorexic and he he died for the sake of his love because he just couldn't, he became so consumed in love. And so this is where we left off last time. It's pretty intense. And so we know that Judaism, Torah, is not about that. It's not about just losing ourselves in God Kill, killing ourselves, God forbid, for God or anything like that. There are some cults that do that. That's not Judaism. Judaism is not an aesthetic religion in that sense. So we're, Judaism is all about being here, down here in this world and in this earth. So this is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to talk about the intense, the incredible amount of self-sacrifice that it takes for the soul to do this. And there's a statement in the Empirica Avos which alludes to this idea, which talks about the idea that it's that it's not on our will that we're alive. Against your will, you are alive. Because in true truth, every single one of us has this level of love within us this intense passionate fiery love of god that loves god so much that we don't even want to be something separate from god we want to totally lose ourselves within him and that is on a very deep level our soul but yet so what happens is that this soul has this very fiery love of god but at some point or another like at some on some level i should say the soul recognizes and like it kind of takes on this maturity just like the mother, Stella Dallas in the movie, Havdiel, took on, she, she became mature and she recognized that her, the love of her daughter, showering her daughter with love in that way was not productive and it was actually very selfish because that's not necessarily what would be good for her daughter. And so similarly for us, for our souls, we come to this recognition at some point, the soul comes to this recognition that as much as it would be nice for us and it would be really enjoyable for us to expire within God, lose our identities, be totally just nullified within God, that's not what God wants. That's not what would be good for God. That's not what would be good for the world. That's not even what would be good for us. It's not ultimately God's will and purpose here in creation. God wants a dwelling place down here in this world. God wants us to be souls within bodies. He wants us to live actively in this world, elevate this world, bring godliness down here. That's not what we want to do on a soul level. That's not our preferred lifestyle. But yet the soul is willing to do this because it wants to do what's good for God. Because ultimately, just like, again, Lahavdiel, Stella Dallas's mother, ultimately, her great love of her daughter, she ultimately wanted to do the best thing for her daughter. So as much as she really wanted to be close to her daughter and have a relationship with her daughter, what overrode that desire to be close to her daughter and have a relationship with her daughter in that way was to have her daughter have a good life. And she realized that in order to do that, she was going to have to sacrifice her own selfish needs to want to be close to her daughter. So similarly too, for us and for the soul, we come to this realization at some point that basically we need to be here. As much as it's not enjoyable, it's not our preferred thing to do, we do it and we keep Torah and Mitzvahs and we 
spend our days, day after day after day, here in this world because we know that this is what our beloved wants from us. So sometimes, in just very practical terms, even in terms of human relationships, sometimes we do things for the people we love that we don't like and that we don't want to do and that actually might make us feel counterproductive. It might be the opposite of the way that we would want to express ourselves in a loving way, but it's merely for the sake of what the other person needs in that moment. And that is the true and deepest expression of love. So let's get into the text. And for context, again, we are in chapter 50. I don't know if I mentioned that already. So we're actually going to finish chapter 50 today of Lukutam Arm. And so here we go. So once again, the Alter Rebbe is leaving off from last time where he left us really high up in the clouds. We're talking about this intense love of God where we just want to expire and totally lose ourselves. So we talked about the idea of Ratzov this idea of coming and returning and how it related to the service of the Levites who were singing and like the singing, it was kind of like going upwards and moving towards its source. So now here the altar Rebbe begins and he says that now when we talk about this, the order of service in being involved in Torah and mitzvahs that come from this type of very intense love, like how do we explain that somebody could practically, if, if somebody doesn't exist, if you don't exist or if you're moving towards extinction, how can you then serve Torah? How can you serve God? How can you be involved in Torah and mitzvahs. So the altar Abba says that this is this is related to the idea of shov. This is the idea of returning. So meaning to say that we're going to explain this a little bit. So in uh, Sefer Yitzira, there's a, a citation here that he brings where it says v'imratz libcha shuv lechad that if your heart runs, return to one. So what does this mean? If your heart runs, this is the yearning of the of the uh, of the soul that is in the right side of the right ventricle of the heart. When it becomes so strong and when it really gets aroused and excited so much to the point that it really wants to expire, and it wants to pour itself out into the embrace of its father, who is the source of all light, the light life of all life to get out of its imprisonment of the body, this physical corporeal body, and to really cleave to God. Then, so it's like, what should basically, the Savior is here is teaching a person, what should you do if you have this feeling, if you have this feeling that you just want to escape, you want to get out of your physical body, you want to get out of here, then this is what you should tell yourself. You should remind yourself the teaching of the sages, which this comes from Pirkei Avos. This is from Pirkei Avos chapter 4, Mishnah 22. And this is what I had mentioned previously, this quotation of that it is against your will that you live in this physical body in order to keep it alive. And, and so just pause here for a second. So perhaps, this is my own thoughts on this, perhaps we see that in life in general, whether we're talking about Jews, non-Jews, you know, in the world in general, there's a very big t tendency towards escapism. People want to escape. It's like people acknowledge the fact that being alive is not easy. Yes, we all love life, and we all we talked about that in a previous episode about how much we love our lives. However, at the same time, life is hard. Life is not easy. It's not the easiest thing to wake up day after day after day and deal with the struggles and toils of life. And so on a spiritual level, this is true for the soul. The soul is not comfortable here. This is not where the soul wants to be. And so at the same time, the soul acknowledges 
that's true. I'm not here for my own volition. It's actually against my will that I'm alive and that I'm here. But however, I also acknowledge that I'm here for a purpose. I'm here in this physical body in order to keep it alive and in order to draw down the supernal life, the life of all life, which who is God down here below through the Torah Chaim, through the living Torah in order to make a dwelling place here for God and for his unity in a really revealed way, as is explained above. And then as is explained in the Zohar, that So that means that there should be one in one. What does this mean? That the, the hidden unity will become revealed, will become what's known as the Alma de Scalia, the revealed worlds. And then the ultra says that this is the meaning of the text of Lechadudi. This is a prayer that we say when to welcome in the Shabbos is, come my beloved, my bride. So it's interesting etymologically, like Lechadudi, Lechat Kala. So it's uh, Kala, the word Kala in Hebrew means bride, but it's actually also related to the word Kaluta Nefesh, the expiration of the soul. So there's like an acknowledgement in this prayer. So it kind of maybe can give you a deeper uh, meaning to this prayer is that this prayer that we say when we when we bring in the Shabbos is we're basically acknowledging that the soul wants to expire and we're calling it back and we're grounding and we're drawing it back in and we're saying come come my beloved my bride like come back soul and come here into this world because this is really your purpose here and then the altar goes on and he says that this is really the meaning of the of the phrase in Perka Albus where it says that against your will you are alive because if you keep going in the in the in the citation, it actually says met, and against your will you die. So it's like against our will we're alive, but we also don't want to die. So it's kind of like this contradiction that it's like on the one hand, selfishly, we don't want to be here. Selfishly, we want to just be with God. We want to have our souls expire completely. However, on a non-selfish level, once we acknowledge that, once we like come to this state of maturation and we realize, okay. Yes, it would be nice to just be like a part of God and not have my own independent existence. Nevertheless, I realize that God's will is actually to be down here in this physical world. So then that becomes the will, that becomes the more mature will of the soul. So then ask the ultra what should the what should our wills be? Will be. And the ultra answers this by saying that it's explained elsewhere at length, this Mishnah, this idea of al that against our will we are alive, that basically the only way that we can come to this state of, of really embracing our lives and really accepting and wanting to live and not wanting to die is through the help of the life of all life who is God. So that's the end of the section, the end of the chapter. So just to sum up, so basically we, we, we've been taken on a little bit of a journey here. So we learned a little bit about the idea of escapism and about the idea of how it's actually natural to want to escape our bodies to want to escape our worlds because this is what is more natural to us we our souls don't feel comfortable here in this physical reality this isn't the abode for us this isn't the comfort zone and when we really get in touch with this like deepest form of love which is a type of love that is beyond even wanting to just be close to god and like i want to be close to god there's still a sense of i we can actually get to the state where it's like there is no longer an i we don't want any Thing. We don't want there to have an independent existence anymore at all. We just want to be nullified in our source. 
but then nevertheless, even though that force is so powerful and that sense and that longing is so powerful, we actually have to learn to hold that back. Just like in the movie, again, that I mentioned at the beginning, we'll have to yell, where the mother, she really wanted to be close to her daughter. She really wanted to have a relationship with her daughter, but she realized afterwards, so it's a little bit in reverse in that sense, because it's like here we do want to have a relationship with God, but she realized that actually in order to give her daughter the best thing, she actually needed to retreat. She actually needed to hold back. So similarly for us, if we actually want to be close to God and do God's will, and who he is the beloved that we're we're projecting this energy towards, we actually have to hold back this desire to expire within him. And we actually have to acknowledge that we are here in this world and we have a job here and we have a purpose. And this is the purpose of our lives. This is the purpose of our soul. And we can only do this, was the conclusion of the ultra bit, by acknowledging the life force of our lives, the true life, which is God ultimately, and acknowledging that. It's really interesting to contemplate, I think. I think this is a really profound idea that requires quite a bit of meditation and contemplation to really think about. It comes up a lot, actually, I'll just end on this, in uh, Rosh Hashanah, in the meditation in Rosh Hashanah, where there's this idea where God, for they say heir of Rosh Hashanah, that the divine force retreats from the world and God kind of re-examines, does he want the world to exist or not? And it's not a simple meditation, not a simple conclusion. And it kind of is based around this concept where there's also within God, there's this sense of wanting to retreat, wanting to go back to the source and not be compromised by the world. But ultimately, God does decide to create the world. Ultimately, God does decide to sustain the world we live in for this bigger purpose of a of a dwelling place in the lower realms. Um, so that is explored, explored at length, deeper in Chassidus, but that's just a deep, uh, little bit of a taste of that. And that is it for today. And I will speak to you tomorrow and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.